This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, it's another gold bond type of day out here in the <laughs> Chicagoland area. I have got the fan going. All the blinds are down. I'm trying to keep the heat as far away from me as humanly possible at the moment. Have you still not installed your air conditioner? Nope. What are you waiting for? I'm dumb and I need help. It's not hard. You can do it. I've done it. You can do it. I did it right out of college when I was the biggest idiot I've ever been. Don't be intimidated. You can do it. You're, once you have it done, you're going to be like, damn it, what did I wait for? I wasted all that time without an air conditioner. You need help because it's heavy as hell. But yes. you and Colleen could do it tonight and then also install the air conditioner. <laughs> I think installing the air conditioner is probably more likely, but uh, that's not well, you're, you know, you probably want that first before the other thing happens because oh, then, you're, then you got problems. Yeah. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, it's really easy to do. I'll start that over since you talked over me. Go for it. If you want to get in touch with us, very easy to do. Email us, imfatpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at imfatpod and facebook.com slash imfatpod. We're not hard to find. Hit us up. Submit your Ask a Fat questions like so many people have done over the last week. We are just overwhelmed with Ask a Fat questions. It's crazy. Like We should actually, Rick, probably do one show a month mm-hmm. of Ask a Fat catch-up. Like the last, <laughs> not C A T C H U P, but now we've got some marketing opportunities, don't we? <laughs> we sort of slid into that one, didn't we? Um, so but yeah, we should do it. Maybe like the last podcast of the month, we just go back and just do a whole episode of Ask a Fats because okay. we get so many and we appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm in for that. Also, uh, you can follow both of us on Twitter. Jay's at jayzawoski670. I'm at Rick C. Camp. So, Jay, first off, something we spoke about, I think that was last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know. All the weeks blend together at this point when you never leave your house. But uh, you had a Popeye's experience. I did. Last night we were struggling with what to eat for dinner. Uh, we celebrated my dad's birthday. Today is his actual birthday, but we celebrated it yesterday. Went and got, uh, well, we were going to get the, there's a place in Homewood called uh, Bergstein's New York Deli, and we were going to get that and get like the pastrami and all that, and it was great, but they're closed on Sundays, oddly, even though we ordered them every Sunday during the football season. So we had to scramble, make a second plan. So we went to Jalisco on 119th and Cicero and Alsip, just got a ton of Mexican food. $60 worth of Mexican food? That's tough to do yeah. for five people, but we did it, and we ate at like two, so then we weren't really hungry until much, much later. So 
driving we actually got in the car and just drove towards stuff trying to find out what to get and we all decided like we're going to popeyes addie had the spicy chicken sandwich and she was like (gasps) she's sitting on the couch it's like this is really hot i'm like you can do it like come on like you can get through this she's like oh it's so good but it's so hot and then i just got like the three-piece meal and hope got the tenders and we were all very happy i said we got to do this more often even though it's horrible for us it's so good. I forgot how good Popeye's like chicken on the bone was. I haven't had that forever. I would say probably a couple of years since I've had Popeye's chicken on the bone. I usually mm-hmm. go with the sandwich or the tenders. But man, their their chicken. I, I go two drumsticks and a breast, and I am set. And got the biscuit and the mac and cheese or the uh, mashed potatoes, and it was absolutely perfect. We were very very thrilled. So did it. Drove through and got chicken on the bone. I'm proud of myself. Nice. Okay, because yeah. I don't think I've done chicken on the bone from there since I was a student at IMS like 10 years ago, because at that point in time, uh, after class, we had about an hour and a half until our show would start on the sports station. So the guys that I did the show with and myself went to Popeye's. The show was on a Tuesday. We hit the two piece Tuesday, <laughs> got that food, sometimes ate it there and prepped, sometimes brought it back and prepped. And then we went and did our show. It worked out perfectly. So I did that all the time. But then ever since, since the day that I would go has been more varied, I just kind of stick with my number seven spicy with fries and a Dr. Pepper and one extra biscuit. How quickly into your show did you fall asleep? Oh. After after the entire crew gets Popeyes. Oh, we'll just edit the nap portion out and... (laughs) seriously well and the thing was too that made it even worse is that room at the time had no blinds and it was a big window right there so we were doing this show at times like during the summer and there's yeah so you have like a fan outside the or a fan like inside the room but you have it pretty low so it doesn't dominate over the sound of your voices so we were like sweltering just sweating out the Popeye's grease at that point oh oh by the way I should pay something off Last week, I had a uh, technical error. That's why I sounded so weird on last week's podcast. My computer mic was recording my voice, not my actual microphone. And I asked people on Twitter to solve what it was that I was playing with during the show that was very, very loud and clear. Mm-hmm. I had a fidget spinner. There's a Is fidget spinner in my basement. I thought you were yeah. or something. No, I was just, I just was like, I'm always fiddling with something when we're podcasting. Right now, I have a ball of... Uh, like molding clay, like art clay of Addie's. Okay. And I just, I always have to have something in my hand when I'm podcasting. I don't know what it is, but I do. Last week it was a fidget spinner and it was very, very clear because of the computer. Mike was like, <laughs> I don't know if it's still in here. It's got to be in here somewhere. Yeah. But I was, and I'm like, oh my God. That's when I knew that my computer mic was what was recording my voice and not the actual mic because that would never be picked up mm-hmm. by the professional mic I'm using now. Yeah. Uh, but it was vividly clear. Last week, so I'm ap- apologies for my uh, moronic uh, settings error. The way we record now is on this clean feed app, so I can't actually see the file. Like I can't see the audio file until it's done, mm-hmm. and so I didn't notice that it was coming through as poorly as it was. So my bad, but that's what it was—a fidget spinner. No one guessed correctly. See, I'm kind of like you, but I'm more of a do- I'm a doodler. So I can't draw to save my life, but I am an expert at making shapes and coloring them in. Oh yeah, like a like a four like a four pane window. Yeah, exactly. And then coloring that, or like making a making a square and then coloring in the corners or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I do. I have a I have a sheet in front of me of like 
various tornadoes yep, that I've drawn yep, while podcasting. The yep, the tornadoes, or if like <laughs> I'm done with something. So like right before the show, we crossed off one thing that we were thinking about spe- talking about. So now I have almost fully blacked that thing in. It's just it almost looks like a modified tornado at this point. Well, you're thorough. You've always been. Yeah. All right. So you posted something on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash I'm a fat pod. That is incredibly troubling. Yeah. uh, This video popped up on my feed. I think it's from Tasty. Um, Carrot bacon. This woman comes on there. She's very funny and she was very into it, but she was showing how to make carrot bacon. And and I, I don't bacon exists. Just have the bacon. Right. I know that maybe you want to have like, okay, well, I'm a vegan. And I want to have the experience of bacon. Guess what? When you chose or opted to be a vegan, there are certain sacrifices you make. You can't have bacon. Sorry, you gave it up. Stop ruining bacon's name by making carrot bacon. Call it carrot crisps yes. or something like that. Do not besmirch the name of bacon by putting carrot in front of it. That's insulting. If it was intended to have carrot, it would sure as hell not be in the onion ring of honor. That's no. For, that's for damn sure. Bacon is bacon is bacon. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of other things like you decide to do something mm-hmm. and that means you don't get to do other things. Like if you decide to be a Catholic priest, sorry, mm. you might like to. Have, I'm going to keep it, you know, non-controversial. Okay. You may like to have sex with women, but you can't anymore. You've made that choice. Bacon to a vegan is sex to a priest. (laughs) You can't have it anymore. Sorry. (laughs) Under any circumstance, that is ours. You have chosen. And sometimes, you know, your choice is good for you. You know, like you feel animal rights. You don't you want to eat meat? I get it. I I commend you. I'm not I don't agree. I couldn't possibly do that because I wouldn't eat anything. Literally, I would just die immediately. But you made that choice for whatever reason, and now you have to live without bacon. Sorry. That's your decision. <laughs> I made sure to write that down. That is great. Bacon <laughs> to a vegan is sex to a priest. Yes. And again, I'm not taking it anywhere beyond that. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm the best. You can't person. do that anymore. Right. In any way. All right. So we got sent a question that I think is just too big to be just an ask a fat question. So we're going to tackle this right here. This came in from Aaron on the Facebook page. Now I'll, I'll lay all this out. So she said, essentially what's your fantasy lineup of a burger, chicken, fries, another side, dessert and drink. Okay. So I think the way that works best to do this is We'll just go back and forth. But the thing is, we don't have to pick the same category. Can we agree or is it a draft? It's a draft. So there's oh. there's So if you take something involved. I can't take it? Correct. Oh boy. Now I'm now because like I saw this first and then I told you about it, that's why I'm explaining to try and give you a little time to work up a, a strategy here. And you'll get the first pick, so it'll go. We won't do serpentine with two people. That just seems kind of dumb. So, yeah. Okay. Here's a question. Yes. Do I need to go in the order nope. of which this is presented? No. You can go any category at any point. Okay. This is gonna sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Because of this list, 
Burger, chicken, fries, side items, dessert, beverage. Yes. The ceiling and the difference between this item and the other items is so vast. I'm taking a McDonald's Coke I knew first overall. I knew you were going to do that. I'm sorry. Like, there's a couple burger places I'd be happy with, a bunch of chicken places I'd be happy with. If I don't get the McDonald's Coke, it's a, it's, it's a loss. It's a loss. It's like passing on Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be doing that. Yeah, no, no, that's that's what I thought you would do. Uh, and honestly, if I had the first pick, I'd probably do the same thing. So now I've got to go deeper on my depth chart here <laughs> for the drink. What I'm going to do for... I got to write these down, too. <laughs> grab a pen so I don't mess up my draft. Uh, so because of the difference that I think there is in the fast food world between this and the next, my first pick is Popeye's chicken. Okay. I just love Popeye's chicken. You can get it. I love fried it's, it's chicken. chicken. I like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Little Lupinella. Yeah. That kid. Oh, I love that kid. So, yeah. So chicken. Pop, Popeye's chicken is off the board. All right. Now, my second choice. <sighs> Boy, so I need to be clear on something here. Sure. We're talking about fast food joints. This is... Does it have to have a drive-through to count? I think so. Damn it. Okay. Ah. All right. Second pick. Side item. Culver's cheese curds. Damn it. You yes. Mine. <laughs> I'm already. I'm good. I can. I can live off <laughs> Culver's cheese curds and, and McDonald's Coke the rest God of my life. Damn it. I'm already. I've won the draft. <laughs> We're two rounds in. Oh, I am triggered. Yeah, I know. I'll share one. You get like one of the little nubbins that falls out like, all right, fine. You can have this little overly burnt curd. Okay. My next pick, I think, is going to be high on your board. Uh Oh, for my dessert, I am taking the Portillo's chocolate cake. (sighs) All right. Well, you're definitely going to die first. (laughs) No, 100%. There's no questioning this. Oh, all right, all right. Just wait for my drink pick. I'm safe in that. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Boy, I hate to go. I'm going to go with. Give me a Culver's burger. I would go five guys, and that's going to come up later in the show, by the way. But it doesn't have a drive-thru, so I can't. So I'll take Culver's. Uh, God. I, those were the two things I was choosing between. <laughs> I was like, if I don't... I thought there was a higher chance of if I didn't take Portillo's, Portillo's chocolate cake, it wouldn't be there the next time around. But I should have just taken what I value more, which is that Culver's butter burger. Damn it. Yeah. Well, you know, tr- we could trade. We could talk trade once the draft is over. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh my God, I am triggered by this. I'm I have stuck. ruined you. You really have. I have firebombed your draft strategy. <laughs> you really have. So, I'm debating between. You know what? I'm. I'm just gonna keep it simple. McDonald's fries. All right, that's a solid pick. And I, I, I was thinking about taking that over the Culver's burger, but I'm happy with my pick. All right, now my instinct's telling me I've got my burger, I've got my side, I've got my beverage. 
So I still need chicken, fries, and dessert. Mm-hmm. You've got your chicken taken, so I can wait on that a little bit. But you took, eh. Boy, let's see. Where do I go here? Give me Portillo's fries. That's a good call. That was yeah. that was what I was debating between. I was I had McDonald's fries, Portillo's fries, and and Popeye's fries very close. Well, you know, and Portillo's and Culver's are basically identical fries. Mm-hmm. So you could have saved yourself that way. Yeah, that's if you true. were in a jam. So for my other side item. Now, I'm not someone that is against doubling up on my starch. Oh, no, of course not. So I'm going to go with the KFC mashed potatoes. Oh, that's solid. I really if we're talking trade, this is it. Yeah, this is a trade possibility for me. Once the draft is over, I could I could probably get down on trading for that. All right. I have to go chicken or dessert. Both of those have been selected by you. So it's really just uh, ceremonial at this point. Mm hmm. Give me Brown's chicken. Okay. Brown's chicken is really good and crispy. They're hard, kind of hard to find these days. They're not as... It doesn't seem like they're as around as they used to be. Well, by your but logic, I go that to, means they're bad. Uh, that's, your, that's your Qdoba logic coming back to bite you in the ass. You're right. You're correct, theoretically. But if there were five or six different Chipotle-type places... With Qdoba, there's only two. There's Chipotle and Qdoba. Yeah. And one of them is not around. But there's Popeye's, KFC. By the way, KFC is a damn ghost town. There's no one in the car in the line there anymore. Dude, I'm telling you, the one by me that's like really close to a Popeye's. There's plenty of people in the Popeye's line, and always a couple school buses parked in the in the lot. By the way, which I find <laughs> odd, especially when it's like school's about to let out. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. I'm not telling on anybody. But the KFC line. You kind of just did, actually. <laughs> yeah, I never said I never said what uh what company or Citrus. you know what company or what school district. So they're fine. True, but true. yeah, the pop the uh, KFC one is always empty, and I believe the one by me used to be like a KFC like was it like A and W or something weird like that? Oh yeah, those like double split ones. We yeah. have. I think I told you the story of when I went to Long John Silver's and, and they were surprised someone was in the line. It's a Long John Silver's uh, A&W combo. Have I told you this story? I don't Where I pull, know. I, I pulled up to the Long John Silver's in Matson, and they were like, hello? I'm like, yeah, I wanted to order. They're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> they were surprised someone <laughs> really? pulled through. I'm like, I can't be the only person that loves Long John Silver's. I might be, but I mean, they were they were legitimately like, "Hello, is someone here?" And like, it looked like all the lights were off in the restaurant. It's like they had to turn on the fryers and like order the fish real quick. That's awesome. But oh god, Long John Silver's is so good. I should have put them on here. Damn it. Oh well. It's you. Or you're up, right? Or is it me? Nope, it's you. It is me. All right, give me the Shamrock Shake is my dessert oh, from nice. McDonald's. Yeah, I love the Shamrock Shake. By the way, have you seen... I haven't tried this yet, but it's on the menu for this week. Dairy Queen has an iced animal cookie blizzard. I did not see that. See, that's where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go with like whatever your favorite blizzard is. Uh, I'm not, I never do blizzards. When I go to DQ, I either do uh, a malt, chocolate or vanilla, or I do just a hot fudge sundae with extra hot fudge. Those are my go-tos. Okay. Or the dip cone on a rare occasion, if I'm in a mood. 
But yeah, I gotta try this. Ice, you know, the iced animal crackers are like pink with sprinkles. Mm-hmm. They made a blizzard out of those. I have to try that. All right, so my burger choice, and I think it's actually underrated because of how good everything else is there. The Portillo's burger. Give me a Portillo's cheeseburger, and I am ecstatic. Not a fan. What? I, I don't know why. I think I might have had a bad experience with one. All I remember was it was incredibly greasy. And well, I don't yeah. remember it tasting very good. But maybe I'm mixing my memories. Maybe this was like somewhere else. Now, I was and stuck I'm with... equating it to Portillo's because I trust you inherently. I was stuck between that and the Wendy's double stack. Okay. That was what I was choosing between, but I went with uh, I went with the better bun, and I think just as good a quality of burger. Really, the double if stack. Was, if I was placating to our audience, I should have gone Baconator, but to me, the Baconator is actually a little much. Yeah, it's a little much. You don't need that. It's more of a gimmick than an actual food item. Yeah. Um, the double stack is that the the um, value meal item? Yes, it is. Those are delicious. Love them. Mm-hmm. And they taste different from, I, I think Wendy's burgers are good. By the way, we should clarify, there, Wendy's was in the news last week for a dona- political donations they made. Not true. It was not really? true. It was made by someone who owns some franchises of Wendy's, but not like the company Wendy's. Oh, okay. So there you go. Just to clarify. Sure. All right. So we're done, right? No. We each got. What did I miss? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, no. I. Oh, did you go two in a row? And I yeah, you missed go. one. Okay, well, I thought I it mean, was my turn. No, it's that's fine. all right. It's, go ahead. It was categories that we each only had one left of anyway. My drink, and part of the reason that I did not go with an Oreo Blizzard in my dessert, is because if McDonald's Coke was not there, my drink is the Steak and Shake Vanilla Shake. I'm gonna call shenanigans on this one. Why? I'm gonna call shenanigans because this is not a beverage. This is a dessert. Yes, it is. If you or if you went through there and ordered a meal, yes, and the meal came with a beverage, mm-hmm. they would not let you make a shake out of it. You could for you'd have to you'd have to yeah you'd have to add it on. I'm calling BS on this. I'm not allowing it. <laughs> I should have clarified this before the draft started. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're correct. It is a beverage because it's it's consumed with a straw. So you're you're right by definition. But I think the spirit of Aaron's of A. A. Ron's question. It's actually E. R. I. N's. Oh, of E. R. E. R. N's. I don't know how to do it with that name. Uh, question was like fountain drink, but I'll give it to you. You can have a vanilla shake. No, no, it's okay. If we're playing by this by the spirit of the rules, see, my choice would be, but Jersey Mike's doesn't have the damn drive-through, so that eliminates that to give their uh, the cream soda <sighs> from there. They're selling that in cans in there now, by the way. Really? Yep. They have them in the cooler and also in the fountain. Okay. I will have to if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the agave. What is it? The agave yeah, it's like, it's, cream um, soda. Stubborn brand. And it's stubborn. Blue, yeah. It's blue agave cream soda. It oh, is wonderful. Speaking of agave, I went and got the Cayman Jack margaritas. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. And I shared it with my friend uh, Brian, who is a P1 to the I'm Fat podcast, and his wife Sarah, and they enjoyed them. And they're, they're, I'm not going to say drink snobs, but Sarah's like a connoisseur of cocktails. She knows how to, like, whenever there's a party, she makes amazing craft cocktails, and she liked it. 
Brian liked it, and I, I thought Brian was placating me and pretending to like it. So I walked by him, picked up his bottle, and <laughs> finished it. He's like, I was drinking that. So I had to go get him another one. Nice. Uh, but after I drank like two or three, I went and found another uh, six-pack. So I picked up a bunch. So I put it on. I have the fridge that has crushed ice. Nice. So I do the crushed ice and like a little highball glass, the Cayman Jack margarita, and I squeeze a little lime into it, and it's perfect. I, okay. I thought it was great. I have not done the salt yet, which I will, but phenomenal. Good recommendation by you. Thank you. Every once in a while, I say something right. So my, my pick now will be under protest, but my pick is the uh, I have finally had it, and the Wendy's cream soda is wonderful. So yes. I will have the Wendy's cream soda. You know what's great about that, too? Hmm. It comes in diet. They have diet cream soda at Wendy's, which we is have, something. I think we have a different definition of great. Well, for me, it's good because with the diabetes, I have to uh, I have to like measure how much sugar I have in a day. Yeah. And literally, if I have like any regular pop, I might as well just, you know go to bed for the day because it's just pure sugar okay and i know i said mcdonald's coke in the draft for me it's diet coke but just for the sake of the draft i said yeah. coke um but yeah they if you are a cream soda enthusiast but you don't want all the sugar wendy's does have sugar-free cream soda and it is a game changer that is so good and have you ever had the i think we've talked about this before remind me the barks cream soda yeah the red barks cream soda good. oh that is, is really delicious good. too mm. Well, good good job. Good draft. So I finished up with McDonald's Coke. Culver's Cheese Curds is my side. Uh, Culver's Burgers is my burger. Portillo's French Fries, Brown's Chicken, and McDonald's Shamrock Shake for dessert. And I have the Portillo's Burger, Popeye's Chicken, McDonald's Fries, KFC Mashed Potatoes, Portillo's Chocolate Cake, and Wendy's Cream Soda under protest. This is a very good meal we're having. Uh, get the defibrillators ready. We're going to need them very, very soon. Uh, by the way, last week on the podcast, we welcomed a new partner to the show, Dr. Squatch Soap, and our listeners responded already. Double-digit orders placed. Thank you guys so much for jumping on. You are not going to regret it. As you get these products, let us know. I'm fatpod at gmail.com what you think. I told Rick the story last week. I saw an Instagram ad for Dr. Squatch and immediately became a subscriber to the product Got my soap about five or six days later and immediately saw a difference in my hands, in my skin, in my hair. Rick can attest to this. My hands used to crack and bleed just randomly. They were so dry because I was using crappy three-in-one shampoo conditioner soap. And all that does is dry out your scalp, dry out your skin, and it was killing me. So I switched to Dr. Squatch, and I am a believer. I literally look forward to showering every day. So if you go to drsquatch.com, Enter promo code I'm fat on your $20 order. You're going to save money and you're going to help the podcast. So here are my recommendations. The pine tar soap you absolutely want to get. The hair care kit is essential. It's wonderful. I found out that you don't shampoo your hair every day. That's something new I learned from Dr. Squatch. Condition every day, shampoo two or three times a week. Get that soap saver. Go to drsquatch.com. Use promo code I'm fat. And you'll save on your order and help out the podcast. So yeah, the pine tar soap, the cedar citrus soap. I'm really looking forward to the aloe soap, which I'm a bit about to get in a couple days. Uh, really excited about this partnership with Dr. Squatch. Become part of Squatch Nation. Get yourself some thick bricks. They use hashtag thick bricks with two C's. Get some Dr. Squatch in your life. You will love it. I promise. Also, Jay, 
with Father's Day coming up, it's a great gift, either subscription or individual products. And they're right now, they have a sale for Father's Day up to 40% off on the website. So make sure to check it out. Take the Squatch Quiz for someone like me that went into that went into it with no knowledge whatsoever. It helped me out greatly, and now I'm excited to get my soaps. I'm getting beard oil. I'm getting cologne because, you know, I smell like me. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that as well. And if you just don't know what to get, your dad, your husband, whoever, that is a great option with up to 40% off is not an insignificant number. So once again, DrSquatch.com, promo code, I'm fat. Yep, and my wife and daughter have been using my soap as well, and they love it too. So it's not just for men. They've got all kinds of scents. I think there's more than over a dozen soap varieties on there. So just explore the website, and you'll find what you love. All right, so Jay, I know that we are not the only food and fat culture enthusiasts out here, and one of our own is gone two years ago today, and I love that you put this video from Anthony Bourdain in our text thread that we're going to let you hear. It is indeed marvelous. An irony-free zone where everything is beautiful and nothing hurts. Where everybody, regardless of race, creed, color, or degree of inebriation, is welcomed. Its warm yellow glow, a beacon of hope and salvation, inviting the hungry, the lost, the seriously hammered all across the South to come inside, a place of safety and nourishment. It never closes. It is always, always faithful, always there for you. That is Anthony Bourdain talking about the Waffle House. And never before has a more perfect description been made of Waffle House. You talk about people watching. You just walk in there and you don't know. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. You might see a man with no shirt. You might see a man with a machine gun on his back. You might see a couple get into a physical altercation. You might see a drunk baby. <laughs> but you know what? You're going to have the best damn breakfast you've ever had. And or Anthony Bourdain is a guy who I really sort of started following after his passing, sadly. Uh, his passing sort of alerted me. I knew about the show, and I'd seen a couple of them, but I really, once he died, really started watching um, Parts Unknown with frequency, and I read Kitchen Confidential, mm-hmm. which was great. Even if you're not in the industry, just knowing how kitchens work, it changes your restaurant experience, and it also helps you a little bit, uh, knowing what not to order on certain days. Uh, Kitchen Confidential, I can't recommend enough, but Parts Unknown is great. It's like a history lesson and a food show all in one. Uh, so there it was, Anthony Bourdain, just summing up Waffle House perfectly. I know Rick has not been, but man, Rick, the first time you go, you are going to be blown away. You're going to love it. I, I could see you like coming into work the next day with a Waffle House shirt. Well, I appreciate the uh, positive message that I will have a job by that point. So you will. You. <laughs> <Ass>. <laughs> Whatever your place of work is yes. at that point, I'll you come will home, have a Waffle I'll come shirt. home. I'll be in the bathroom. I'll look in the mirror and be like, God damn, Waffle House was good. <laughs> <laughs> I but, caught myself like, ah, he's going to say something. Oh, yeah. I just meant there's a place you will love. And I, you'll, oh, no, I know. Yeah. I'm going to if I hey, I'll lean into it. What the hell? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm no, just, Waffle House is awesome. Yeah, so and I, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited at some point to get to go. You know, once traveling is kind of a thing again, I have a couple places on my hit list that I would like to go to that definitely have Waffle House potential. So I'm going to make, 
I'm going to make it a priority when I'm actually able to, you know, travel again. Let's see where the closest Waffle House to Chicago is. Let's find out. Because I'm very curious. And it's showing all sorts of, like, knockoff Waffle Houses. Come on. Give me a real Waffle House, you ass. Boy, I don't see one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well... We'll update you next podcast because well. it's not even showing up on the map. <laughs> it's oh, not man. Is, yeah. So is it pretty much just like south of the Mason-Dixon line and you're probably good? I would say that's probably correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, I am I'm looking at your website now. That's what I should have done in the first place. Let's find the closest Waffle House to Chicago. Uh, here we go. It's going to tell me here momentarily. As it's like, where? why are you looking us up from where you're at? Avon, Illinois. What? There you go. Avon, Illinois. It's not a real place. Where is this? They're just taking companies and name and putting town, making it a town name. Okay. Avon, Illinois is just southwest of Indianapolis. So it's like right on the border. I'm sorry. It's Avon, Indiana. I'm an idiot. So it's, yeah, it's just outside of Indianapolis. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad. I do have. If you ever been, right you ever been to Deer Creek? I have not. Like no, like Noblesville, for Deer Creek. I went to Evansville. Yeah, I don't know where that is. Evansville it's, is like even further south. It's like damn near Kentucky. Yeah. So it's it is southwest of Noblesville. That's like the biggest place I've heard of this near it. So it's not too bad. You can get there. You can get to it, but Waffle House, if you really want to, it's there for you. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get to some Ask a Fat questions. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Pip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price Tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. All right, first question today comes from Rich, who wants to know what our favorite barbecue sauce style is. I have, later in life, started to really appreciate the more vinegary, thinner style of barbecue sauce mm-hmm. because it's. I feel it comp- It doesn't bury the meat in sauce and yeah. it allows you to taste the meat and it's sort of like, in- what's the word I'm looking for? It like infiltrates the meat instead of covers it. That's what I've really started to like. That, that's been my favorite lately. Uh, I will always opt for spicy over sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the more vinegar-based style of barbecue sauce. I think they call that the North Carolina style. Yeah, Carolina um, vinegar. Have you had? Well, you're not a mustard guy, so the mustard want to be out for you. I've I can have a barbecue sauce with a bit of a mustard hint to it. Mm-hmm. But as far as like a mustard barbecue sauce, no. Have you had a white barbecue sauce like the uh, the Alabama? I think is what it's considered. I have. I didn't love it, um, but it was a long time ago, and I I'm willing to try it again. Um, but yeah, I used to be just a very basic, you know, give me the Kansas city style or the Texas style with the thicker kind. But over the last two or three years, the Carolina vinegar sauce has really taken over as my favorite. 
Okay, for me, it is the Texas sauce because the meats that I prefer are brisket and a hot link. So those both lean right into the hot, like spicy Texas sauce yes. as opposed to more of a Carolina mm-hmm. where Carolina is much more based around pulled pork or enter variety of pork here. So I understand that being more of it for you. But yeah, for like for me, it's the Texas sauce one and probably your sweet too. So I'm a bit of a basic bitch when it comes to my barbecue sauces, but I am perfectly fine with that. As far as like mass produced or chain barbecue sauces go, the famous Dave's Devil's Spit is one of my favorites. Interesting. Yeah, that's really good. Spicy. Uh, it would work for you too, Rick, because it is a little bit thick, but it's not like ketchupy thick. Uh, it's it's very very good. Uh, also, I had maize last week, and I tried their hot link, and it was amazing. Nice. So there now now that you're now now that I've had that, you have to try it. Okay. Email here from Normie Colin. He says, hey, Fats, if money isn't a factor, what's your ideal fourth meal from Taco Bell? If not Taco Bell, what's your go-to fourth meal restaurant? Side note, I once paired McDonald's fries with Taco Bell's nacho cheese, and it was fantastic. Has money ever been an issue at Taco Bell? <laughs> not particular. I mean, maybe in college <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. but like, you could basically order the menu for like $40. Okay, so something I know I have done before is I have gotten the cheesy gordita crunch meal, which is a cheesy gordita crunch and two hard shell tacos uh, and a drink. So I have done that before with the upsized drink. I've also gotten two extra cheesy gordita crunches along with two caramel, two caramel apple empanadas. Well, it's healthy because it's apples. Yes. Of so course. you're you're fine. Um, so the Gordita Crunch, I don't know if I've had this. So this is basically a chalupa with cheese, binding it to a normal Supreme taco. You've never had a cheesy Gordita Crunch? I don't think so. So it's a hard shell taco. Yeah. With, yeah, then cheese, then a soft shell. But it's, it looks thicker, though. It's like a... It's a like a doughy shell, right? Yeah, it's not quite... It's not a full-on chalupa shell though it's more it's more of a it's it's i think the pictures probably make it a a little deceiving but also and this is one of the few examples where i will have a sauce that is ranch based because the i think they just call it like the baja sauce or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that's on there is really really good so i will have that with it that that's the sauce in the cheesy gordita crunch and it is awesome all right that's a solid pick uh, for me at Taco Bell, now that the double decker is gone, which was my favorite, and I know they'll make it for me, but I always feel bad. Um, the Mexican pizza, which is like, have you had that, Rick? I've not. So it's two flat corn tortilla, so cr- uh, crunchy tortilla shells, flat, probably about six inches in diameter. First layer is meat. Then there's another shell with cheese and tomatoes and sauce, and then you like. You can cut it and eat it like a pizza. Absolutely delicious. I'll do two or three of those uh, if I'm really, really uh, under the influence <laughs> when when fourth meal when it's fourth meal time. But I will say, Taco Bell is not my typical fourth meal place. If I'm going for a drunken meal or after a long night out, my favorite place. There's two places. It's in the UIC campus, right off off the Rhine and Roosevelt. 
There's a Maxwell Street Polish, mm-hmm. and then there's Jim's. They're right next to each other. They look identical. They're both yellow. They're both places you pull up to and walk up to the window, and there's nowhere to eat there. But I go to Jim's, get a couple cheese dogs. Each dog comes with fries. It is the best drunk meal you will ever have. I know there's more than one um, location, but the address is 1250 South Union in Chicago. That is the go-to drunk food location in Chicago to me. And I used to be a burrito guy. Like I'm, I'm, I've had something to drink or I've been out really late and I'm starving. Go get me a burrito. If we are passing gyms on the way home, which we typically are now at this point, that is a must stop. Jim's original. It's called, uh, 1250 South union in Chicago. If you're on the Dan Ryan, you can see it right off the Roosevelt stop. There's two Maxwell street places next to each other. The other one might be great too, but I've never been there because I went to Jim's once. I'm like, yep, this is it. This is my place. This place was put here for me. Um, so there you go. That's my, that is my, if I can pick anywhere for my fourth meal, it's Jim's. I think the best fourth meal I had was something I've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, which is the cheese nuggets from pizza pros yes, or the beer nuggets from Lucalo's. Those are like in my peak drinking days. Those were my fourth meals, unless it was a day where I knew who the manager was at Papa John's. And because I lived so close, I would walk over there and just walk in and depending on who was working, I could just walk in and make myself a pizza and not bother anybody else and walk out the door. Well, you walked in, so it's healthy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, the next question, I love this one, from PF. What's one cartoon food that seemed better than the real thing? He said his two examples are Garfield's lasagna or the pizza from Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got to think about this now. You, my friend, get the show. I'll give you mine because I actually referenced it last week. It was when we were talking about Dr. Squatch. Use promo code I'm fat, by the way. Uh, it's the Looney Tunes slash Tom and Jerry's uh, bone-in ham. <laughs> yes. That looks amazing. And they always fight over it so much. And like spiral ham is really, really good, but maybe not like fight over to the extent that they do. All right. Uh, wow. That I think I might agree with you. I also say the Fred Flintstone rack of ribs that tipped his car over. Yes. I'll bet it doesn't taste as good as it looks. <laughs> I love that question. That is such a good question. <laughs> yeah. hit us. Up. That's one we can put on Twitter, by the way. Yes. We'll, that, we'll do that, definitely. All right. Got one here from Mike. He says, hey, guys, this is just a recommendation. Rick, next time you need a classic donut fix, try Cuppy's Bakery on St. Charles and Villa and Villa Park. Nothing fancy. But the donuts are made fresh every day. Plus, they have awesome Italian cookies, bread, and coffee cakes. So in, there's a recommendation for you. In 100% in. All right. Then I have one from Raul. He says, I was listening to the latest episode this morning. You guys mentioned KFC getting rid of potato wedges. We had KFC last night, and the fries did not disappoint. At first, I was disappointed because we didn't get wedges, but was surprised by the quality of the fry. It reminded me of the fries you get at a carnival or festival or baseball game, like the ones you get in a cup. Ooh. Mm. It was seasoned a bit and fried to perfection. I couldn't stop eating them. When you guys need to give them a try, perfect snack for driving around while doing errands. I rate them in my top three. Whoa. If done right, it could compete with McDonald's fries. Damn. That's All a, right, Raul. That's a good review for one. 
And to that is, CC, I am very intrigued by this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. I, I'm in. I'm going to try. I will give KFC fries a chance now. Twist my arm. This is a an interesting question from Frank the Tank. What's your favorite pasta sauce to have at a restaurant? He said he usually goes Alfredo because it's harder to replicate at home. Okay. Not a big Alfredo guy. Um, I don't hate it, but yeah, I'm a big like tomato basil guy. Okay. Um, just cause I, I, I like the way the tastes go together or a really thick marinara, like a chunky marinara where you can see the hunks of vegetables in there. Like you could see the onion in there. You could see everything in there. Give me that too. But, uh, those are my two favorites, but I, I will almost always go tomato basil when given the option. I actually agree with Frank here. I find myself, I never go in thinking I'm definitely going to get Alfredo, but then when I get to the restaurant and I'm looking at the menu, I'm like, man, it's been a minute since I've had a fettuccine Alfredo or anything with an Alfredo sauce. So I do tend to, if there's a place that I trust the Alfredo, I will go with the Alfredo. All right. Solid. Uh, Hope and I often joke about Alfredo because our first date was at Mariano, not Mariano's, Maggiano's. Um, and we had our first kiss after that, and she had had Alfredo, and we did not have any gum. No oh boy, <laughs> it's kind of powered through it, but it's very memorable. That was the most awkward first date ever. First, we went to dinner at, um, or we went to dinner at Maggiano's, and they put us in the damn table where we had to sit side by side. Oh, it's like the the one in the entire weird. restaurant, and not only was it that. It also, that specific, I think it was Oak, Oak Brook, if I'm not mistaken, that specific table in that Maggiano's kind of presided over the other tables in the store or in the restaurant. So we were elevated and sitting side by side. It was almost like being at a wedding. Very awkward for a first date, but it worked out. Yeah, that's very odd. All, All right. right. Got, oh, sorry. My turn or your turn? It's your turn. I'm done. Okay. Got an email here from Rachel and Eric. They sent a group uh email which we appreciate uh very kind words by the way she says her and her husband listen when they cook dinner all the time and she's passed on the podcast to her dad in florida who listens every episode thank you all very much for that she said during this very difficult time in her city of chicago we're thinking about other cuisines um what if you could pick a type of cuisine originating from a different country what would it be what are your favorite restaurants something you would be willing to try and learn more about our city is so diverse and there are so many choices. I'd love to hear yours and the listeners' thoughts. It's a good question. My my go-to is Mexican, mm-hmm. but everybody's had Mexican, right? Like, there's only so much more to learn. I would say that what I've not tried is the where they literally fry an entire fish and bring it to you. Oh, yeah. I've not tried that. It looks really good. I just can't, like, bring myself to... It's hard for me to get over that hump of, like, looking it in the eye while I'm eating it. Um, but I think one thing I would like to try more of, and I tried it when I was in California, is Korean barbecue. That's something I've heard a lot about. People whose food recommendations I listen to and agree with, and you know they're similar to mine, love Korean barbecue. And I've not had a really great and uh, diverse experience as far as that goes. I've had it in one place in California and loved it. I'd like to try a place around here. And really give the experience to, um, so my wife could try it, and my daughter could, could try it. So if anyone has a Korean barbecue place to recommend, let me know. One that I haven't tried, but I'm still really intrigued by, 
is a lot of Caribbean cuisine because I like the jerk truck is fantastic. Uh, and the brick and mortar. I haven't been to the brick and mortar location, but I heard it's great. Uh, but anything there. And what's held me back is I've been a bit of a wimp about some of the meats. Cause they'll use, you know, different meats, whether I, you know, whatever it ends up being, but in terms of flavor profile, from what I've had, I really like, and I would love to have more of it. Cause you know, I'm, I'm always here for spicy. I like the fresh. So like putting those together and just like, you know, us having some friends, like seeing some of the stuff that like, uh, Jason Goff will post or like from his family. Cause his family's from Belize seeing some of the like Belizean food they'll do is really interesting looking and it looks pretty damn good. Well, this, I, I have to, my, my parents' neighbors are Middle Eastern, and I'm not sure where from because my parents are boomers and they don't, you know, whatever. It's all the same to them. Um, and they brought some food down for Ramadan for my mom, and she, like, would not try it. I'm like, Mom, it's clearly just, like, meat on bread. Yeah. It's not going to, like, and, and I've had to tell myself this lately. Food that freaks me out, people love it somewhere else in the world. Like, it might seem weird to me, but people treat this as a delicacy and they absolutely love it. So I'm going to try it. That's what I've been sort of telling myself lately when I've been like uh, on the fence about trying something. No, mm-hmm. somewhere somebody loves this enough to have brought it to America and made it the thing. So I'm going to try and give it a shot. And I can't um, I can't recall a time where I've done that and been like, yep, didn't like it. You know, like unless it's got an ingredient I don't like, like dill or like mustard or whatever. But for the most part, everything I've tried that freaked me out in the first place, I was happy that I tried. The one that I just I've always looked at and I have very little interest is Greek food. Don't know why necessarily, but Greek food, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay. I, I, I don't know why. I, you know, it's just like it's I've never had that even from like watching diners, drive-ins and dives or any food show. I'm just never been like, yeah, Greek food. Like, let's go. Like you're talking about like euros and stuff like that. Yeah, or, or like you know, more authentic stuff. Because like you're, I've had Euro, and like it's it's good. Maybe it was the place that I had it, but it it didn't knock my socks off. Okay, so you're saying like the the olive based things and and that mm-hmm. sort of a cuisine, right? Rustic, I guess it'd be considered you know a lot some of the rustic e type things. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I I, I'm sort of that way. My wife loves this place called Sem Sem, which is Middle Eastern food, and I'm not like everything's made with um. Uh, Jesus, what like fava beans and yeah? That's not really my. That's not my the taste I like, and the meat can be kind of like dry. That's sort of the that's kind of the cuisine I'm not a huge fan of. But again, I'll I'll try anything. Just give me a kebab and I'm happy. There's a place opening by my parents called Only or like Only Kebabs or just Kebabs. That seemed pretty interesting. I would try that. Yeah. All right. Got got an email here from Mike. He says, uh, listening to last week's podcast, I couldn't agree more about the maps of each state's favorite food. It's just here to get people in the comment section yelling. I saw one, by the way, Rick, that had Chuck E. Cheese as Illinois' favorite. That's enough. It was in like light of that different states. Yeah, right. He says, in light of that, I'd like to propose a state-by-state rundown of the most famous fat from each state. Wow. <laughs> I'll get it going with some of mine. He says, Wisconsin, Chris Farley speaks for himself. A close second was cows. <laughs> Ohio President William Taft standing at six foot nothing, 350 pounds, was the only president to have also served as Supreme Court Justice 
famously got stuck and could not get out of the White House bathtub. Yep. Louisiana, Shaq. New Jersey, he says a tie between Tony Siragusa and Tony Soprano. He says, choose your own adventure, but they both end up with some gabagool at the bing. Michigan, Aretha Franklin, big woman, bigger voice, queen of soul. And he said he'd love to hear some of our favorite fats from around the state. So this is another sort of a research project for us, but I really like the, the inspiration is lovely. By the way, big I'm fan really, of that. I'm almost done with season two of The Sopranos. First time, first time going through it because, you know, I'm with the times. Where are, where, give me, so it's been so long since I've seen The Sopranos, and I'm thinking about jumping back in when I finish Shit's Creek, Okay, and I'm almost done. Where, like, what is happening in the show right now? Just so I have, like, in my mind where you're at. A couple episodes ago was when Christopher got shot. Okay, yep. And they did the next one where they, you know, I think I'm two episodes ahead of that. I, I gotta go back and, like, look at the recaps. I don't remember how many episodes, but, yeah, uh... Tony's very annoyed with Richie and now and now him and Janice are engaged. So okay. that's kind of a thing. You're uh, right where I left off last time I started watching through. Okay. Yeah. And Polly right. Polly is still my favorite character as of this moment. Oh, he's the best. I, I love Polly. That's all the time we got for today. Once again, follow us on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We know a lot of you already have, and we thank you for that. Uh, also, just tell a friend. We're always looking to you know, teach more people about fat culture, about food. Everybody needs a fat hack or two in their life just to optimize life. That's really what we're here for. It might not be the longest life in the world, but by <laughs> God, we're going to optimize the one we have. Damn right we are. And also make sure drsquatch.com. Use the promo code I'm fat with your $20 order. You're going to save money. It's well worth your time. Take the Squatch quiz if you're a little unsure of what you want. That helped me out a lot. So do all that. Follow Jay on Twitter at jayzawaski670. Follow myself on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. He's Jay. I'm Rick. And this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. (laughs) 